Sunday night. Okay, so we've developed the idea that the Shara Bitochen Chovas Halvodos is a manual to teach you how to develop Bitochen. That's what the Sha'ar does. It takes you step by step. It's not really a Musa Sefer as much as a, as a manual, a how-to work, uh, a workbook, really, a work a workshop. You could write a workshop just putting into English the Chayvus Halvodos and writing it up, and it's a step by step. But the introduction is the advertisement where he gives you the benefits of Bitochon without going into what it is and... Uh, and how to develop it before he doesn't talk about that. He just talks about the benefits that accrue to someone that has bitachon. That's in the introduction. So he has a list of benefits. The first benefit we've learned is that since a person always relies upon something, you're always relying on something, whether it's your own intelligence or someone else or the boss or the weather or there's something you're relying on. So Hashem says, look, if you rely on me, so I'll be there for you. That's the first benefit. That if you rely on Hashem, Hashem says, Hashem, and I want to explain that concept this week. Before we go further to the second benefit, the first benefit is Hashem will be there for you if you rely on Him. It says, right? That's the that's what we're told. But if you're not there, if you're relying on someone else, on something else, then in a very powerful statement, Chavisaldova says, Hashem's Hashgacha is removed, and you're indeed left to the vicissitudes of nature. You're left to the vicissitudes of, of disease, Chavisaldova, of fate, of someone else who's also intelligent, as intelligent as you are, and is working at cross-purposes. You're, you're left with the various things that would, so to speak, naturally happen, you know, you're so make on a doctor, you're relying on the doctor. So the, the doctor can make mistakes, the doctor can diagnose wrong, he can do something wrong. Sometimes, as a punishment for not relying on him, Hashem indeed, like this happened by, Hashem intervenes, and wants to show you that you're wrong, that you're you're not having the right attitude. So he could he forces the issue. This we find in the Navi when Bnei Yisrael relied upon Mitzrayim to save them from Ashur, and they they were relying. They, they made a, a treaty with Mitzrayim, and that's what they relied on. So Hashem said, "I'm going to punish Mitzrayim. I'm going to I'm going to make Mitzrayim lose its lose its strength." It's, uh, it's, it's, it's position as a world power because B'nai Yisrael trusted in it. Because B'nai Yisrael were relying on it, so I'm going to make sure that it crumbles. And that's what happened to Mitzrayim. You could, maybe some people would see that in America nowadays, that the more Yisrael relies on, on America, the more they become powerless against the same thing as well. Or the more they work against Israel, it's a different cheshbon. But sometimes that happens. But the point of the chayvus halvavus is that Hakadosh Baruch Hu creates this sliding scales, and then the psukim, the psukim that he brings down, are all in that vein. 
the Shtayim Rolls, also Ami, Osiozvu Mekormarim Chayim, and they pick Boros Nishborim, or by Amiru Eskvodom Asav Nishshor Ochaleisev. It means you have to choose. You have to choose what you, they, 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 they switch Tashem for the Egel. Or the third possible we said that Baruch Hagever Sheyiftach Pashem, and if you do so, then Vahoya Hashem Iftachal. And the fourth pasuk also sets, shows you the either-or situation a person does in life. If you're some Hashem Iftachal, then below Pono El Rehobim Besotei Chazov, then you're not relying really on people or on things. But So it's a sliding scale because right, Shleimus is when you're all the way at the extreme and you're not at all relying on, let's say, the doctor and you're totally focused on Hashem and you're totally sincerely you feel with every fiber of your being that the doctor is merely a tool in the hands of Hashem and you know so if the last minute this doctor goes on vacation and they substitute a different doctor so your heart doesn't skip a beat at all because what's the difference what tool is used and the next pasuk or Hagever Hashem Yosser Libo you have to choose you have to choose what it's going to be Then, if you if you are soimech on money, which most people are soimech on money in their lives, power, power, and money. So the Chayvus Halavos goes through a whole litany of you could lose your money. He says at the end of the paragraph of the first benefit, he says you could lose your money. It's very easy; money is lost, or you don't enjoy your money. People get sick. He brings down a few psukim showing how rich people. People could not have any enjoyment from their money. You could be sick. You could, a person could die. <laughs> he leaves over all his money to someone else. Many rich people are too busy to enjoy their money. So they have nothing from it. This is all, if you're not Boteach Pashem, but you're relying on the money. So money is very far from a surefire uh, means of uh, something to rely on that's solid. You could, they say you could, an Adarabba, he says at the very last sentence in the paragraph, he says sometimes money works against you. You can, people get sick for money, right? They get ulcers, they have nervous breakdowns, they're always worried somebody's trying to steal from them, people are trying to take advantage of them. Sometimes it causes divorce. Many times money causes divorce. Many, many, many times, and I can tell you this from very, um, personal experience as a dayan on, on a bezdin, money is the root of tremendous machloikas. Money breaks up families, money breaks up friendships, money breaks up partnerships, wonderful partnerships, money ruins relationships. So the Chavis says, money you're going to rely on, which I don't, again, most people do if you think about it. Money without Hashem's intervention, money causes nothing but trouble. So that's basically, you, you get more in debt, you know. People with money, they start borrowing money in order to make even more money. And then all of a sudden, and then the government steps in and wants to examine your tax returns from the last six years. I don't know if they do that here. But in America, right, you get a letter from the IRS and they want an audit. So relying on money, he says, is 
don't think it, it's not a panacea. It, it's, it's, it's very, very far from it. That's the first paragraph. And it's really one of the biggest chidushim, one of the big puzzles of Bitochen, I'll call it. I talked about this in the past weeks. Some people even describe Bitochen in this way. In other words, some people say the ultimate in Bitochen is that when you trust, they use the word trust, when you believe, trust that Hashem's going to give you something, so if you're really, 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 really there, then he'll, he'll do it. I don't believe it's in the definition of bitachon, and I think you see from the Chavit HaVavos, it's not in the definition of bitachon, because he says it as a benefit. It's a totsa'ah from having it, that Hashem is there for you. So I used to think it's really only a reward. It's a reward. Hashem rewards those who rely on Him by giving them what they indeed want, if it's good for them, of course. But I want to tell you, I, I said it very quickly last week, I want to elaborate on it a little this week, a, a, a healthier way of understanding it, a more fundamental way of understanding it. The Pesach says, we say in Mizma Shili Yom HaShabos, we say, Lahagit ki Yosher Hashem, right, Hashem is Yosher, Hashem's straight guy, straight, Yosher, Tsuri, Velo Avlosabo, and he doesn't mess you up. He doesn't do an avla. So, we say, wait a second. First of all, once you describe Hashem as a Yosha already, so it's almost demeaning to say, that he's not going to do an avla. He's a Yosha. That's much more positive. That's much more direct. So what do you say, first of all, you've already said he's a Yosha. Also, like to describe Hashem as is a little strange. What, what are we driving at? So, imagine, I, I said last week, imagine a person, his business is bankrupt and he, he, he needs a Yeshua. He needs a very big Yeshua. He has debts all over. Everywhere he turns, he owes money. And he doesn't know, what is he going to do? And then he knows if he goes, if he takes a trip to a different city, there's someone that's going to lend him money on very good terms. He's going to get a good bank loan on very, very good terms. And he'll be able to put himself together again. But he, he has to be there. He has an appointment with the bank, let's say, with the bank officer. So he has, And he has to take a plane. So he has to get at the airport. He has to go to the airport. He has to be there at 12 o'clock. That's when his flight's taking off. He has to get there by 11.30. And uh, that's it. That that's that's what he's banking on. That's what's gonna. That's that, that's the Yeshua for him. But he doesn't have a car. How's he gonna get to the airport? He doesn't have a car, and he doesn't have any friends who has who has cars. So he calls a car service, and he orders a monit. You know, and for ten thirty, the monit comes exactly on time. Ten thirty, takes him to the airport doesn't circle the airport ten times, doesn't take the long way to the airport, doesn't overcharge him. He charges him exactly what it says on the meter. He lets him off. He gives him change even. And he doesn't make any problems for him. So that's... And he makes the plane. So that's Yashar. You would describe the taxi driver as being Yashar. He did nothing. He he was straight. He, He did what he was supposed to do. He was there on time. He took him. 
and and he and he was yasher. Now let's go back and describe a different scenario. Let's describe a scenario that there's no car service in the town either. So he goes to the phone book and he picks out a name that's Jewish and he calls the fellow up and he's talking Jewish. He says, listen, my Jewish friend, I'm in a bind and I have this problem and uh, I have no one to rely on. I, I don't have anybody with a car. I don't have any friends with cars. There's no car service in town. I know you have a car. Yeah, have a car. I'm asking you to come pick me up at 10.30 tomorrow because this is it. Otherwise, I'm, I'm a broken man and I'm, I'm relying on you. I'm, I'm relying on you to do me this favor. I know it's a favor, but I'm relying on you to do it. Good night. And the fellow says, oh, good night. Good night. Hang up the phone. It comes tomorrow. He's waiting. He's at the sidewalk. He's waiting for this guy to come with the car. 10.15, 10.30, 10.45. He's standing there. 11 o'clock, 11.15. He sees the fellow's not coming. He, he misses the plane. That you would describe, you would say the fellow did an avla, the fellow with the car. A Jew, a fellow Jew was relying on you. He had no way of getting to the airport except for you. That's what he told you. you have no reason not to believe him. And you, and you just left him in the lurch. So our feelings towards that person would be as follows. He did an avla. He did a big avla. It's true that the person had no right to demand it of him. And he had no schus, no schus to deserve and to, and to have the right. You call the car service, he tells you he'll be there. So you're sure he's going to show up on time. You hired him. That's what he does. This person had no right to demand that the Jew help him. But you knew that he was relying on you and you left him like, and, and if you projected what was happening, you would imagine he's standing with his suitcase at the curb, and he's waiting for you to pick him up. And, you know, his business is sinking into the ground, and the clock's ticking. That, you would say, is an avla. It's an avla. Someone's relying on you. It's good he had no right to demand it, but he was relying on you. And you said goodnight, you hung up the phone, and he was relying on you. How do you not help him? That's an avla. Oh, so what is everyone here thinking? It, it's true. We can't really call it an avla. We can't condemn the person with the car because we don't know. Maybe he needed the car more. Maybe he, maybe he said goodnight, but maybe he needed the car more than this person needs it. Maybe he thought the person called up 25 people with the same sob story. So he figured, I'm not going to come, but there's another 24 people that he called up probably, so one of them will probably come. Or maybe he got sick. Maybe he got sick. Maybe his car broke down. I mean, we could think of various scenarios, but we do intuitively feel it is an avla. We can't condemn this mythical person that hung up the phone because maybe he needed to come more, maybe the car broke, maybe he got sick, maybe he 
just decided not to do it because he didn't think the guy was really relying on him because he thought he was relying on 25 other people. 24 other people, excuse me. Oh, but it is a navla. So that's what we say about HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Tzuri v'lo avlosabo. Hashem is not only Yoshar, Yoshar is the cost service, but Hashem doesn't do an avla. And that's this concept. It's not just a reward. Hashem is not sick. Hashem knows you're relying on no one else. Hashem doesn't need the car for a more important purpose. So that's, we say, even if you don't deserve it. See, if you deserve something, then Hashem's Yoshar. You ordered the monit, the monit will come and take you to the airport. That's Yoshar. So we say about Hashem, not only is Hashem Yoshar, but Vlo And that's what the Chavis Halvavis is saying here. Hashem won't do an Avla. And if you truly rely on Him, and He sees that you have nowhere to turn, and you feel that way, that, that's what Chavis Halvavis is saying, and you work on yourself, as the Shar HaBitochon will teach us how to do it, step by step by step. It's not Musr, it's a how-to manual. When you develop that bitachon, Hashem is below avlosabo. Hashem, that's the pshat in the Chovetz Halvavis' first benefit. Not as the definition of bitachon. The definition of bitachon does not say that Hashem will give you what you want. And that, I always thought it was just a reward. It's, it's deeper than a reward. It's this concept of tsuri v'lo avlosabo, Hashem won't do an avla. You're relying on him, even if you don't deserve it. So it's not Yashar. But it's below Avlasabo. He won't mess you up. He will give you what it is that Hashem. You know, we all know that it's good to be healthy and not sick. It's good to have money and not be poor. It's good to be emotionally stable and not be mentally ill there are certain circumstances it's true they are few and far between but it's true once in a while it's good for a person to be poor it's good for a person to be sick and it's good for a person to be emotionally uh, have problems sometimes that's good but that doesn't stop us from davening for refua and for parnasa so we know what good is so the same with Pitochon. Pitochon gets you, it's even aside from davening. It's true that there are certain cases where Hashem knows it's better for you, not what you want. But again, we don't have to concern ourselves with those things because those things are not the norm. And how do I know it's not the norm? Because we daven in Shemona for Rafua. So you see it's not the norm to be sick. And we daven for Parnassah. So you see it's not the norm to be poor. We know what good is. What you're saying uh, is the exception, not the rule. So a person has a right to have bitachon and to expect Hashem to respond in kind for what he's relying on if it's according to the normal societal norms, that's told. Okay. The, the ultimate bitachon, wouldn't that be saying like, I'm dominating to refuah, I hope and you know that Hashem will send me a refuah, but on the other hand, I believe that whatever Hashem does is the total tov. The ultimate, you talk on this thing, whatever Hashem does is the total tov. 
that is that midah is necessary, but it's not bitachon. It's not pitachon. It's it's a different midah. It's the midah of knowing that kol my david rachmon It's not the definition of bitachon. It helps you have bitachon because you know. Again, I'm, I'm relying on Hashem to get me to Yerushalayim on this bus. So it's easier for me to do that if I'm able to say to myself, and if I don't get there, I know it's all for the best. So it's easier, it's easier. But I don't think, you, you see why? Because otherwise there's always a part of me saying, well, look, <laughs> I could not get there, you know, so is that a steer? So it's not a steer to be talking. You say, I rely on Hashem to get me to Yushalayim. I'm not relying on the bus driver, not really. I'm not relying on the manufacturer of the bus. I'm not, I'm not relying on the highway maintenance crew. I'm relying on Hashem to get me to Yushalayim. But you know people don't get to Yerushalayim. You know there are people that get on the bus and miss their appointments. I mean, you're, you're facing that. So you could say to yourself, they didn't really have Bitochon. So according to the Shara, Bitochon's first benefit, they had Bitochon and the driver. So the driver crashed. That's what happens when you rely on the driver. Right? That's the first benefit we learned. That's one way you can deal with it. Another way to deal with it is saying, look, there are a percentage of people that miss their appointments and don't get to Yishalayim. If that happens, so I know Hashem wanted that to happen and that's for the best. So that's how you deal with your sort of, you know that 100% of the time it doesn't happen. So if that encroaches upon your bitachon, so you're able to put it in that slot and say, well, if that happens, it'll happen. And it's also from Hashem and it's also good. Did I answer your question? Yeah, I just, I, so you're saying the Bitochon itself is just rel- the relying on Hashem? I believe Bitochon just means relying on Hashem to get me to Yerushalayim. The, the Midah of saying, call my Da'ovid, there is a Chazonish, uh, you know, let's, there is a Chazonish which implies that the Midah of Bitochon is the equivalent of saying, call my Da'ovid Rachmona Latavavid. I don't believe that's the case. I think there's. I don't think the Chazanish means that, and I don't think that's the case. In any event, we'll, learn, we'll be learning. Shara, we'll be learning So we'll see that it's not the case. Even here, when the Chavos Halvavos says that one of the benefits of Bitachon is that Hashem gives you what you're relying on Him for, so you see that you have the right, so to speak, to rely on Him for specific things, not just to throw up your hands and say. Well, whatever Hashem does is for the best. That's not bitachon. Again, it's a necessary midah when things don't go the way we want. We can always blame it. Oh, I didn't really have bitachon, which will be the case for the next, let's say, 30, 40 years. <laughs> it's a very hard midah to develop. But you do have to realize that. But I, I don't think that's the definition of bitachon, no. Okay. What's the second benefit? Let's learn now. That's what the next few paragraphs will start with the word. Does the anybody have the Ibn T bones? Anybody have a safer? Well, do you have the Hebrew? So does he start off the next few paragraphs with Umehem? Okay, I just wanted to make sure it was the same word. Okay, Umehem and another benefit of Bitachon. He's going. And, and from those benefits, he said, Pitochon is full of benefits. 
It'll make you beautiful and rich and smart and intelligent and wealthy. It'll do everything for you. And then he makes a list of them. Umehem, and from those benefits, Shehaboteach al Hashem, someone who truly relies on Hashem, Yiviyehu habitachon, it will lead him, Olav, Shalom lehisrat beis luzulaso. He won't count out to other people. He'll be a truly independent person. He won't go through life feeling dependent on others. The Yechdal, he will stop Lakavos Livnivram. He will stop living his life hoping that this person does this and hoping that this person likes him and hoping that this person smiles at him and gives him a job and hoping and you go through your whole life worried about and that's true, even from a psychological viewpoint. We all are guilty of this, that we care very much what people think of us. Usually, I say the word usually, not, it's not always, but usually because we think we need them for something. So we say, if this person doesn't like me, he's going to do this to me, or he's not going to benefit me, or when I need a favor, he's not going to do a favor, or when I need a shidduch, he's not going to, he's going to talk badly on me. Whatever it is, we, need, we, 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 we play to the crowds. We play to our neighbors. We play to our friends. We don't really have independence. Omets. Because we're always afraid what people are going to think of us. We dress certain ways because we want people to think of us a certain way. But it's always because we're afraid what they can do to us. The purity of doing things because they're right or not doing things because they're wrong is a different aspect, and that the Chavos Halvavos discusses in a different place, called Sha'ar Yichud Hamaisa, how you should channel all your deeds, you should strive for purity of thought, do things objectively because they're correct or incorrect. Here, he's talking about Bitochon, that the reason people are always worried about what other people think of them or or are worried about what people will do to them or worried about what the boss will think of them uh, is because they're not having bitachon. So they think the boss can harm them. They think the boss could cut off their parnosa. They think this person can ruin a shidduch. They think that person could uh, not let them advance. The Yilachem, once you develop Bitochon, lo yikon You won't be subservient to other people. You won't feel like you have to, you have to kowtow. I'm thinking of a nice word. <laughs> you won't feel like you have to flatter someone else. I'm not talking about being other machavero now. You always have to be nice to other people because that's a mitzvah of being nice, and you're never allowed to talk not nicely to people, because that's on Noah's Tvarim. I'm not talking about the mitzvah of Kamocha. We're talking about your mental attitude, where you're cowering from people because you're afraid of what they'll do to you. So the Chavit Halvavus' second benefit is that a person develops independence. He becomes his or her own... He becomes her own woman. You become yourself. You're free. You're free from the shackles of caring what people think of you, worrying, worrying what people think of you, worrying what they'll do to you, worrying how they'll accept you, worrying 
you won't like run after them and you want to copy them. You, you want to, oh, whatever that person does, I'll do so they'll think I'm like them, so they'll be my friend. How many times do we follow people because we want their friendship? Because we, and why do we want their friendship? Not because we like them. That's not what he's talking about now. He's talking about we want their friendship because we think they can benefit us. Or because we think they can harm us if we're not their friends. So we don't remonstrate with them when they talk Lashon Hara. And we even slip into Lashon Hara ourselves. Or we, when they act a certain way, or maybe dress a certain way, or maybe talk a certain way, we fall into that pattern of behavior too, because we want their friendship, because we think they can harm us. He won't care about other people. He won't be afraid from arguing with them if they're doing something wrong we're talking about. He won't. That's the Isra of Hanifa. If, you, if someone's doing something wrong and you overlook it and you flatter him, and how many times does it happen? I mean, it happens every day. A boss will ask an employee to do something dishonest, and the employee feels he has to go along, or else he's going to fire me, and I'll be out of a job. So that is a lack of bitachon, right there. And, and, and similar types of things happens all the time. We think how it affects us. Ella, the says, benefit number two. Yes, Artel, he will throw off. He says it very beautifully, very poetically. Yes, Artel, he will be able to render himself uh, undressed, mixus chasdeim, from the cloak of their favors. He doesn't need their favors. Don't do me no favors. They're not the ones that are going to benefit me. They're not the ones that are going to advance me in life. It's Hashem that's doing it, not them. So if he gets angry at me... This doesn't mean to go around antagonizing people to prove you have bitachon. <laughs> right? right? That's an Aveira. That's on Astvarim. So the Lord is talking about being independent. Once you're independent, then it, it, it goes without saying. He doesn't have to tell you, do the right thing, don't do what's wrong, don't fall into the traps of flattery, don't fall into the traps of doing Dvarim Asurim because you want people to be your friends. Be independent. Be your own person. Elias Artel, he'll free himself from the cloak of their favors. V'chovas todosam. And you're having to thank them. It doesn't mean that people do you a favor. Of course, you have to be makitov. He means chovas todosam where it's undeserved. Or where it's wrong. Or where they're doing something wrong. Or where they want you to do something wrong. Or you don't want to conduct your life that way. But you feel, uh-oh, you know, this could happen with anyone. This could happen with, 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 it could happen with in-laws. It could happen with neighbors. It could happen, it could happen with, the, with, with, with the rabbi. Right? If, you know, if they, I can't get the rabbi angry. <laughs> I'm not going to get my Lee and Shul. <laughs> What do you care? If Hashem wants you to get an Aliyah, you'll get an Aliyah. Don't worry. You rely on Hashem to get the Aliyah, not the Gabbai. You rely on Hashem to get you friends, not, 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 not 
your social standing. And the need to, to do things for them, you know, this is a very big problem. You have people that can't say no. People are always asking you for favors. This can affect the household very much. This is a very common thing that people go for uh, help for, where people are always bombarding them to do favors. So it's a wonderful thing to do favors, don't get me wrong. But there are the people that's called the person who can't say no. The person can't say no. They keep saying yes, and they take on things, and then the house suffers from it, and the children suffer from it, and all of a sudden they're doing something for everybody in the whole world except the house, because they don't know how to say no. So where does that come from? So the psychiatrist will say it comes from low self-esteem. That's what most hold, and there's a lot of truth to that, that it comes from low self-esteem. So you feel that your worth you only find your self-worth in the eyes of others, and therefore you feel every time someone asks you to do something, you have to say yes, or you feel automatically they won't like you. That's true, to a large degree. That's not what the Chavis Halvavis is talking about. He's addressing that phenomena, but he's looking at it from a different perspective, <laughs> and that is the perspective of you're always afraid what they can do to you. If I don't have this person as a friend... What will happen? What will happen to me? What will happen to my family? What can they do to me? Maybe it's a boss. Maybe it's a friend. Maybe it's a relative. Maybe it's an in-law. It's everybody. Because although this is talking about that, the fear, even if it's subconscious, we have to really think. We have to think when we're not sitting here. We have to go where it's quiet and think, like, what do I do because I'm afraid people will... Will, will harm me, or will, or will blunt what I'm trying to do. Will stymie me. Will get in my way. So what am I doing that I really I'm not comfortable with, but I'm, I'm like afraid. So you have to rely on Hashem. So that's the benefit of relying on Hashem. That you're free. You're a free man. You're a free woman. You know, ah, you do. You go your way. If you have to remonstrate with people when it's proper to do so. Lo yishmar bahem, you won't, you won't, you won't care. You'll go ahead and say what you have to say. Now he says very strange. He says if you embarrass them, lo you won't be ashamed of embarrassing them. So of course, of course, of course, he means when that's the right thing to do. If you're talking about an osay avera, how many people went along with the gush katif with Sharon because they were afraid of losing their jobs? The whole, the whole geshaft was because a handful of people, relative handful, he's talking against 10,000 people that had an unspeakable thing happen to them. So a handful of people were, the whole thing was afraid of losing their jobs. That was the whole geshaft. Can you imagine? If they had, all they had to do was have bitachon, that they'll get other jobs. The whole thing was to maintain their jobs. And this is my subuchal yom, I'm afraid. He won't praise emptiness. Someone will boast to you that uh, they stay up the whole night. I don't know if I'd be sitting with men. I apologize. I'd say watching the, the, the watching the watching the Super Bowl here. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I don't know what, what's the equivalent. <laughs> okay. And, and you, you don't want to say, well, boy, you wasted your whole night. Boy, what you, what you, you know, you don't want to say that. Your boss said it to you. So. Talking on the phone. 
<laughs> talking on the phone. Uh, I'm not choshed. I'm sure everyone here does only good things on the phone talking. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. You should use it. You, when you talk on the phone, you, you use it to give people chizuk. Most people need chizuk. If you're able to give people chizuk, you should take advantage of it. That's a wonderful thing. You can do most mitzvahs just giving people a listening ear and being mechazik them. That, uh, nowadays, that's what people need more than anything else. K'maymer hanovi, v'hashem elokim yazar li, alken lo nechlamti, Hashem will take care of me. This is, we find this, when Hashem, Hashem li bozoi v'anir v'sonoi, tov lachsos v'ashem toach v'odom, tov lachsos v'ashem toach v'nadivim, Hashem li lo ira, I'm saying the psukim now, Hashem li lo ira, ma yase bosar li, ma yase odom li, you're relying on Hashem, what are you, what are you afraid of? He's, I made my face hard like a stone. I'm not ashamed. I have nothing what to be ashamed of. The boss says, you know, come into work and, you know, you can't have it or whatever. So I'm not saying. Sometimes it's a one time thing. And I mean it when it's wrong. I'm just trying to think of examples. I don't need to think of examples. There's 20 things a day happen like this. Uh, but you're afraid. You're afraid. You don't. You don't want to cross them. The Omar Altira Mayhem. Hashem tells the Navi, "Don't be afraid. Don't be Devreham Altira. Don't be afraid of their words. What they'll talk about you behind your back. That's really what we're most afraid of. That people will talk about us behind our backs. So, and again, he's talking about, and therefore you'll do something not appropriate." Whether or not you should do anything because of what people will say about you, Chavilovus is talking about something inappropriate. In other words, if someone would ask me, it's not inappropriate, but is it okay if I just do something so that people shouldn't talk about me? <laughs> so I would answer them: it's, It depends on your madrega of bitachon. It's true. You have to realize that no one can harm you unless Hashem allows them to wants them to. It's not going to happen. So if you want to work on your Midas Pitachon, I would say, don't do it. If you feel that it's wrong of them to talk about you, and you don't deserve to be talked about, so you have Pitachon and Hashem, that nothing untoward will happen to you, because people talk about you. How many times does it happen that a person has a neighbor that doesn't like them? And, 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 and boom, and they, they figure a, sh- a shidduch will never happen, right? Because who will they call up for information? They'll call up the neighbor. And for whatever reason, it happens, the shidduch goes through, they didn't reach the neighbor, or they... No one can harm you if Hashem doesn't let. The Omar al-Tiru don't be afraid of them. The Omar kishomer chozok mitzor, stronger than Iraq. Nosati mitzchecha, I made your forehead. That's the lotion and Novi is always at the forehead is strong. Actually, that's, that's the meat of Azus, of, which is good when you're being obstinate in the service of Hashem. Have az kanomer, we say. Azus is sometimes a good thing when you're, when you're unbendable, when you're living your life and you're not just swaying in the wind based on what you think people want you to do, or want you to think, or want you to act like. 
but you have a certain azus because you've developed a mahalach in life. If you haven't developed a mahalach in life, then it's not a chisaron to have a rebbe or a rav or whatever, some mentor, some mentor that's going to help you develop a way. But the idea of developing independence from people and uh, and not just doing what you think people expect of you and the Mela running the risk of doing wrong things and inappropriate things because you're always worried what people will do for you or won't do for you, that's the Chavis Aldovus' second benefit. You're free. You're free. <laughs> I always say, right, people say, you know, why don't I move to Ramat Beit Shemesh? So I say, I want to be in a situation, so if I'd have full bitachon, I would. <laughs> I say, I want to make sure that I don't care if the shul fires me. I think that's the greatest thing. I could be the best rabbi possible if I don't care. And the minute I move here, because I wouldn't live here if I wouldn't be the rabbi of the shul, so the minute I move here, I'm going to care if they fire me. I'm going to care. Because, uh-oh, I got fired, and now look, I'm, I'm stuck in Beit Shemesh. <laughs> I don't want to live in Ramat. I wouldn't have chosen to live here, so I should live here because I'm the rabbi of the shul. The minute I do that, I care if they fire me. The minute I care if they fire me, I'm not such a good rabbi anymore. For sure not. Definitely not. So a person with bitachon... Can you say you move and you don't get fired? I'd be afraid. So every time I have to talk and say something, I'm always going to have in the back of my mind, uh-oh, who am I making angry? Who am I crossing? Who am I saying the wrong thing? What? I'm curious where you live now. Yeah? It doesn't enter your mind. That what? Like this, who's going to get angry? Who's going to care? There? No, living there, but talking here. So who, here now? Yeah. Now I Hashem, I don't care. Fire me tomorrow. What do I care? I'll go back to Yishalayim. I won't have to slap my boss tomorrow night. Back here. Okay. You mean my Parnassa? No, I don't. That I don't have to worry about. The Kavod I lose. Oh, <laughs> that's almost as funny as the Parnassa. <laughs> But, the tr- but I, I'm saying it because we're all like that. If I truly had bitachon, though, see, here's a good example. It's actually a very good example. Let's say I would be convinced that the right thing to do is move here, that I really can't function so well to be a good rob if I'm not living here. Let's say I would be convinced of that. But I'm not moving here because I'm afraid they'll fire me, and uh, right. So then I should have bitachon. That's what the Chavis Al-Babas is saying. I have to do the right thing. And then I should have bitachon that things will work out. That's all. And so, yeah? Um, what about the, off a little bit on this, um, having a physical reaction that might be, let's say, a lack of, I mean, for example, um, you work, you're trying to work hard in your mind, you know, whatever is happening. It's a different. It's a very important meter. But you, know, you hear something, it. and in it, like all of a sudden, you feel your stomach drop. You try yeah. very hard. What about physical reactions that are like almost? What about it? What are you asking? It means you haven't reached perfect. Nothing. Yes, but it's a lifelong process. We shouldn't learn chayvus halvavus and think that there's something wrong with me if I don't wake up tomorrow 
and all of a sudden I'm not fully developed in bitachon in emuna in komada of it Hashem letav of it. The chayvus halvavus is a sefer. It takes a long time to learn it, especially at the rate we'll be going. And it, it, all all what you described means is that you haven't reached ultimate perfection. And I'm very happy because no, I'm very happy because then you have to worry about how long you're going to live. If you reach ultimate perfection, then maybe, who knows, I don't want to say. You don't want to reach perfection too quickly. No. <laughs> Nobody has to worry. Like maybe, yeah, I, I don't know you. You're all Sitkanios. Maybe you do have to worry, I don't know. Are you supposed to try to train yourself, let's say, every time the phone rings, your stomach doesn't bottom out? Oh, like now you're talking about someone... Now you're talking about a different thing. Now you're talking about someone that whose stomach bottoms out every time the phone rings before they hear anything bad. Like, yeah, I I, 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 I I know plenty of people like that. It's okay. I, I was like that for many years, and it was because when I received the phone call that my mother, Allah Shalom, suddenly passed away at a very young age from a heart attack like that. For the next fifteen years, every time the phone rang, I, I was. So I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't mean necessarily an association. I'm saying, let's say you're you're hoping that something will happen, and every time, let's say, the phone line from America rings, your stomach bottoms out. But every time the phone line rings in Israel, your stomach doesn't bottom out. It's like your work, like, it's almost like a hope and like a fear. So you could work on yourself. You could work to develop either. You, You have like two ways to go. That person has two ways to go. You could, a person could either work on, I'm relying on Hashem, so now it's in His hands, and I'm going to forget about it. You could work on that, on on, from the bitachon angle. I'm relying on Hashem that things are going to work out. So, and and if you work on that hergish, and you have to figure out, and we will be figuring out ways to work on it, because that's what the Chavis Halvavis is going to be telling us to do. But you can start, you start training yourself. I say, when you go on the bus, you start saying, I'm not relying on the bus, I'm relying on Hashem. I'm relying on Hashem to get me through the day. I'm relying on Hashem that the cake's going to come out good. Not on the oven, not on the manufacturer of the oven, not on the recipe book, not on my own know-how. I'm, I'm relying on Hashem. Because he's the one that ultimately makes it all happen. And you practice that. So once, and once, and as you practice that, you'll be more and more calm. And, and your stomach won't drop out as much. That's, or you could do the Kalmai Dovid Rechwan You can imagine the worst and then say, you know, even if that happens, so I'm sure it's all for the best. And you could think of, you could talk to people. Everybody has a story Everybody has a story or two or three how the very worst thing in the world happened to them and it turned out that it was like the greatest thing in the world. Everybody has such a story. I have a co- Everybody. So you could, if you talk to people and encourage them to tell you that story, you can develop that mode of thinking and that will also help. That's like it falls well and ends well. Sometimes you don't... Like I once heard a share, she says... I don't really want to know. I want a way to find out how this was good. Like, she would only find out after 120, you know. Like when think when something happens to you that you don't understand why this happened, and yeah. maybe it's better for me not to know why it happened. Sometimes it is. 
I don't know what to say. Sometimes it is. I mean, some people face tragedies that they indeed have to have just emuna. That's emuna. Just emuna. That, that it's for the best. And Hashem knows what he's doing. And Hashem has the whole panoramic scene of the whole world. Like I, I tell people, think of it this way. Hashem, the world from Adam Arishon till Mashiach comes is a huge jigsaw puzzle of, of, of billions and billions of pieces. Adam Arishon before the Chait so the whole jigsaw puzzle was together when Adamarishan was chote, and it says this in Kabbalah Svarim. He smashed the picture of, that Hashem had of the universe, of the world, of the whole Bria. He smashed it into billions of pieces, and was, it's called in Kabbalah Shvira Sakelam. And the rest of the world, from Adamarishan's chait till Mashiach, is every piece of that, and everything that happens is just a piece that huge jigsaw puzzle and that's how you have to think if, if you don't see the answer that's, that's the best a person can do is think of it that way and just know that Hashem loves us and Hashem wants the best for us and it's just part of the huge picture that we're not privy to I don't it's hard for me to understand a person that would not want to know why it's for the best I think we should pray to Hashem to show us why it's for the best I, I would dive into Hashem to show me why it's good for me. I think that's healthy. Unless Hashem is just testing my amunah. And he wants me to just believe it's for the best. That may be also. It could be in the Sion to test my amunah. But I would certainly dive into Hashem to show me why it's good for me. So that you know, as much amunah as I'm going to summon up, I'm sure I feel closer to Hashem and have more of an avas Hashem if I saw why it was for the best, I, I admit my weakness. I'm sure I'd be better off if I knew why it was best for me than just hopefully having a Muna. So I would daven that he should show me. So it's hard for me to relate to that. But I could see some... I don't know. Okay. Okay. So the, by consensus...